Well, this is a very cool treat because I've been meeting him on my podcast in a few months now when he first started New York City Never Dies. And Eric Urban is finally with me. Eric, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Eric Briones, just so yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, well, it's fine. Everyone uh, everyone follows that one up usually the first time. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about why you created New York City Never Dies and because you're so passionate about it. Yeah, sure. I want to know, were you a born New Yorker or how did this come about? Okay, so a disclaimer, hopefully people don't uh, start on following right now, but yeah, I'm actually not a born New Yorker, but I've been here for eight years. Um, I'm from Ohio, got a lot of people that are friends from New York originally, and you know, I think it's just kind of, you know, it all kind of came about, uh, you know, during the pandemic, you know, obviously, you know, because for me, you know, me being here for eight years, I mean, I I moved um, when I was 30 uh, from Ohio. But it was just more of the fact that, um, you know, a lot of my formative years was here, you know. So I feel like a big part of me changed when I was in New York. And I love New York for that. I love Ohio as well. But, you know, I have a passion for New York now. And, you know, when people do start talking down on it and talking bad about it, I get kind of defensive about it. Kind of more Tell than us about I, that because I'm kind of curious. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in it. Yeah. I think a lot of it obviously had to do with that um, story that was written by, actually, it was an owner of, um, I think, Stand Up, uh, yeah, one of the comedy clubs, but he's not no longer, and I think he moved to Florida. Uh, don't quote me on the story or who the okay. person is, because I don't know his name, but, I mean, you know, he wrote that story that, like, New York is dead forever, and it kind of got viral, and then everyone started talking about it, and then, like, you know, everyone started to kind of get that in their psyche. And obviously, you know, I would be visiting home or, you know, even even some of my friends and family are like, well, I don't know about New York, you know, like, you know, not really like bashing it, but just in the sense that, you know, a lot of people, you know, when you're on top, people want to see, the, you know, go down. So, you know, New York City is like kind sure. of the top city, you know, unless you, you know, you compare L.A. or Chicago. And, you know, obviously, I guess Miami's got uh, running up there now because a lot of people move there. But, yeah, this is kind of one of those things that that happened. Um, I saw that Jerry Seinfeld, you know, he started sticking up for New York, uh, rightfully so. And, um, you know, I just started getting the idea in my head, like, you know, it would be cool if I just started a New York account um, like that. And I know there's like a million New York accounts, you know, mm-hmm. there's ones about buildings, there's one about food and this and that. But but yours stands out because of the name. I got to be honest, yours stands out because of the name. And it's just like a hope. Uh, must, yeah. Remember when Ford told New York City drop dead? I'm like, no, we're not dead, New York City. It's kind exactly. of that mentality, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So that was kind of the whole take on it for me, too, is, um, you know, I started thinking about like, OK, what's the name that I can use like New York? NYC ain't dead, you know, or something like that, but it didn't have a good ring to it. It wasn't falling off the tongue. So I was like, all right, well, let me try to like say it a little bit better. So I was just like, I don't know. And just came to my head one time. It was like New York City will never die. And I know it's long, you know, but it kind of does stick. And, um, you know, because I'm a and graphic. Why do you believe that? Let's first start there. Why yeah, do sure, you believe sure. that? Well, you know, I recently wrote a blog about this on my Medium account, and um, I talk, I list like a lot of the reasons why uh, New York City will never die. And I think the the f- uh, the first and foremost reason that really sticks out in my head that I think um, everyone should just kind of realize that is that like New York City is such a beacon for 
American culture that like the idea of New York City will never die. Mm. You understand? So like it might get a little rough here some of the years and, you know, some things will happen that might not go so great in the economy. But world, you know, worldwide, there's just people that aspire mm-hmm. to go to come to America because they saw all the movies that were in you sure. know, New York City, Home Alone 2 and you know, um, all those incredible movies. Yeah, all those incredible ones. You know, so like I think that was kind of the thing that stuck out to me is that I feel like New York is such a cultural melting pot for that. And then you know, once I moved here, I kind of did realize how much more, um, you know, everything is diverse and everything is, um, you know, just works well because you know, yeah, they say people like New York people are like dickheads or whatever like that, but <laughs> there's not, they're not that, they're just in a rush, you know right, what I mean? Like, right, exactly. Like they'll tell you the directions, but like tell me exactly but, where you need to go. But let's tell talk me about now, that for you know a minute because mean? they're in a rush, and I still feel like I wish more on the subway would talk to each other. I do yeah, feel like sure. our social component yep. has been eroded by this cell phone. It's like yeah. we all just want to be on that. Oh, they're staring on their but phones. Do you for remember sure. the time when we would talk to each other on the subway? Oh, I remember yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and I think it's. Yeah, there's a part of that that's probably happening, you know, everywhere, I guess. You know, the phones, we're addicted to looking at our screens, and we're going to have neck problems when we're (laughs) 70 or 80. We're hunching (laughs) over like ostriches, you know what I mean? But, but like, also, too, I just feel like, um, you know, with New York, it's that, like, if you look at the way New York works, like, the way it works, it's so much uh, different nationalities, this and that. The, you know, I know crime's a little bit up right now, but it's everywhere up, you know what I mean? It's not just New York City, it's and just I think the factors I don't of... S- I don't see the crime as much as maybe some others Yeah, do. same, you know, but I live in East Harlem, and, you know, I still, you know, I'm just a little more cautious about mm-hmm. things, and I Absolutely. think that's what you got to do, but I think it, it's, it's, it's not a New York thing. I think it's just, it's a factor of the economy, it's a coronavirus, it's, um, you know, policing, going through some uh, transformative uh, things. So it's a combination of a lot of things. But back to what I'm saying, though, is like if you do look at New York City, you kind of realize like, you know, this is how the world should kind of work. You know, there's not that much like uh, crazy, you know, gun violence in a sense, like mass shootings and all that. The economy is great. There's so many different diverse um, nationalities getting along. They're all like kind of uh, uh, coexisting with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like public transportation it's not just poor people that are using it you know everyone's got to use it you know so you're going to be in there and i think that's the reason why new york kind of works is that people have to be with each other that are from different classes that are like from rich to poor and the rich understand too like hey this is all part of a bigger thing than me you know what i mean well in the pandemic how people realize that too right i want to get to that because you are obviously you've had this account now. Yeah. But I didn't notice until the pandemic. When did you actually start New York City? I uh, just started not? this year. Yeah, this year. Kind of think it was like in um, a little bit like mid January or something. So it's a fairly new account, you know. And um, I didn't want to go the, w- the route that most people do buy a bunch of fake followers and you know what I mean? And like try to get fake likes and all that. Like honestly, like looked at it this way. I was like, you know what? I want this account to grow the way that it should and what it's attended, intended for. And, like, I really want, like, genuine connections on there of, like, people that, like, either live in New York and they love New York. Like, you know, someone such as yourself, you know, you, you're kind of one of the first people that, like, shot, you know, shot me yeah, out. Definitely. And, like, you know, like some stuff and comment. And, you know, so you told me, like, hey, keep it going and stuff. And that kind of gave me more motivation to, like, keep it going. Because, you know, sometimes you can start an account and you're kind of like, 
man, you know, like things ain't really picking up like I expected to. But the same sense, you got to look at like a broader uh, uh, picture and just realize like, hey, as long as you're making some people happy and they see some photos of like, oh, that's a really cool view. Because really, I'm promoting other people's work, you know, and like that's kind of. Like back to what I was saying is like I could have done a New York account that was just doing nothing but buildings or whatever, but like but we're more than skyscrapers, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you just for the viewers to know, um, my account is really about about like everything. So it does show like a few photos of like obviously New York cool skyscrapers, but I'm promoting the photographers that are doing it. And then like I want to promote the artists or like anybody that's doing creative stuff. So you know cool. what I mean? And that's kind of more about it. I repost their stuff and then just kind of put my, you know, black and white filter on it. And, I'm you know, so, they're cool with this. And so. I'm so glad you mentioned creative because <laughs> I was telling a friend of mine, the creative community comes together yeah. on Instagram. And I'm sure you've noticed that as well. For sure. For sure. I mean, and as much as, you know, you know, social media kind of, you know, takes over our lives and all that. But, you know, I have I, I, for me, too, because I'm like a designer. I'm a designer by trade. You know what I mean? I do graphic design, web design and like a lot of video. I'm trying to get into video more. So like. It's it's only beneficiary for me to actually have a social media account to promote my work. And actually, that's one of the things I started to during the pandemic. I'm like, well, well, let me show people like what I actually do, you know, some logo design, some video designs or right. like website stuff. And like I get more freelance projects from that. You know what I mean? So that actually has helped out a lot. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, and so eight years ago, you moved here and I yeah. just felt like. The pandemic probably inspired you to start this account. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm guessing. Yep, yep. Yeah, the pandemic definitely did. And just like people kind of talking down on New York. And I wanted to, you know, just have a safe place that, uh, you know, New Yorkers or people that just love New York. There's actually a lot of accounts that I got on there or people liking or commenting there from, you know, Italy or and wherever. And they wish they were here. That's the honest truth. Right? Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. And they just, you know, they're just uh, and they enjoy the posts that come by. You know, it's a little unique because I try to curate it the best that I can, like, not not repost uh, something that everyone else, the 50 other accounts did, you know, sure. the photo of the day or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm really like actually digging through and like looking at people's accounts. And I don't care what, what following you have. You know, if you took a good picture or you're an artist and you're a good painter and I just it feels like it fits well, like I'm going to promote you. You know what I mean? Like that's how I look at it. Is, so I something a little that. more genuine, you know. So moving from Ohio to here. Yeah. As you know, I do adapting on this podcast. Too. Right, right. The adaptation from Ohio to here. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, you know, I was living in Columbus, Ohio, um, which is like one. Of, it's a capital of Ohio, and it's like one of the bigger cities over there. So it's a nice city. It's great. I mean, but it's a smaller. I think the population's like around a million. So it does have like kind of that small town feel, but still like kind of have the uh, tastes of uh, the big city. But you know. It's just a thing, like, and I think anyone that is going to be moving from, like, really any, like, city uh, from America, in America, unless it's, like, L.A., but even L.A., Mm -hmm. like, you're going to still have, like, like, one of my roommates moved from L.A., you know, recently, um, and, you know, it is a culture shock. It is, because they're so relaxed out there, are they not? Yeah, it's it's spread out, you know, it's spread out, you got to drive everywhere, and, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, you know, very dense places, but it's just, like, you got to get one place or the other. Mm traffic's crazy so like when you come to new york like when things are so condensed it's like so uh Uh it can be a little bit overwhelming at first and at least for me it was at first but i kind of took it in stride i mean you know i was visiting here a few times because i had some close friends that lived here and then i was able to move in with my friends uh so everything kind of like 
I was lucky that I was able to get into a situation where I moved in with like some friends and it was they kind of took here? me under their wing, you know what I mean? So Do you think God brought you here too? I think so. Yeah. I feel like it was like kind of fate, you know, because like with me, you know, I, I like I said, I was in Columbus and I was doing very well there. I was working for a company that uh like one of their main clients was uh limited brands. So I was working with like Victoria's Secret and Pink and doing like more of the store like storefront designs and like actually uh so and I'd this be is going, what you were doing before the pandemic. This is be- right? well no this is before when I was living in Ohio. Oh, Ohio. sorry. Yeah, 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 no no. So I mean I was there. I'm just saying like I had a good job. The job I was traveling all the time and like me and my brother are trying to get into real estate which he stuck with it but like I kind of realized like man you know, like I'm, I'm about to turn 30. Uh, I don't have no kids uh, that I know of. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> no, but like uh, you know, and I, I'm not married or whatever like that. So it's just kind of like, and I, I've been visiting one of my friends here that he's like a, he's like an actor and a model. And he's like a very close friend of mine. And I just saw like how much he was kicking ass. You know what I mean? I was just like, man. I was going like, to say, what inspired you to get to New York then? Yeah. I mean, he was like kind of one of the, you know, one of the things that kind of uh, catapulted my idea of doing it. But I also, you know, in back of my head did want to move to a bigger city. New York was on the slate, but it wasn't like driven until like kind of that year that I was about to turn 30. And maybe it was just like that, you know, not midlife because that ain't midlife no, crisis. No, no. But you know what I mean? Like that's just kind of like. I'm turning 30, like what, because I felt like at that point I was like, all right, like, and you know, maybe it was God telling me because I was like thinking in my head, like, all right, I can live cool here in Ohio, but the fact is, is like, if I uh, stay here, live high, live in Ohio, live comfortable, it'll be great, um, but I could take this chance and I better take it now because I'm not going to do it when I'm like, you know, 42, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I knew like if I'm going to do it now, this is it. Like, this is a time to do it, you know? So well, I didn't know you left a lot of stuff behind. Yeah, so that yeah, nervousness, yeah. Was there a lot of nervousness? Was there like, man, this is a big shot I'm taking here? It was a big shot in a sense. I mean, it was both, you know, because like for me, um, I quit my job, you know, and I didn't have like a job I was transferring to. And I didn't I didn't have like a degree from like this prestigious like art school either. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm in I'm in graphic design. So I knew like, oh, man, I'm going to be going up against some people that are, you know, graduated from the SVA and, you know, the uh, some of the other design schools around here, Parsons or wherever. But, um, you know, I just kind of had that grit and that determination. Like I'm a kind of a firm believer of like in uh, visualization. Yeah. You know, and like seeing things. I don't know if you ever read the That's book. That's why you got merchandise too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, too, so. yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like I always like think in my head, like, like I don't know, I'll just tell you like a little story. Like before, because I would get overwhelmed, you know, I'd get overwhelmed. I'm driving in Ohio or whatever, like overwhelmed. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Am I going to mm. afford it? You know, people are telling like, oh, you need like 20 grand saved up to move to New York. And I'm like, shit, I'm coming here with like a couple grand. Let's see <laughs> how it works, you know? And I really did do that. But, um, I'd be overwhelmed like driving, but then I would just calm myself down because I would picture in my head like, you know what? Just picture yourself like t- um, working uh, close to Times Square and just picture yourself that you're or working in Times Square. Actually, that's I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool? I put that out in the universe. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if I worked in Times Square? You know, and now sure that I realize, like, <laughs> well, the crazy thing is now that I realize, like, I'm glad that I didn't work in Times Square. But the funny thing was, is 40 days later after living here, I got a job at this um, company that kind of works in the fashion industry, but more behind the scenes. So, you know, garment district. Yeah, right garment. Yep. So I had a job on 40th and 7th. 
So I'd literally be walking by the pin, right? By that. Yeah. 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 A little bit more ahead up. But yeah, kind of by that pin. So like, you know, my subway that I had to take or whatever, because I took the shuttle at that time and I would always walk by Times Square. And I was just like, you know, I felt that in my heart, like, man, you know, like, that's crazy that I was like thinking about that. And it came to fruition. And it's one thing to speak into existence. It's one thing to make it into existence. Right. So uh, you're here. You then start working. I feel like at 30, you're going to have the time of your life in New York. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I think so. I mean, at that time. Um, you know, I was still learning a lot of things too. And especially, you know, just, you know, you got to know how to budget. You know what I'm saying? You can't like, it's almost like there's so much things to do. Cause I, I moved it during the summer, you know? So that was a thing. And you know, New York summers are just the best, you know what I mean? Everyone's in a good yep. mood. There's all these exhibits going on and like, you know, these pop-ups, these rooftops and stuff. So, you know, for a little while, it went there a little crazy, but like you kind of got to realize, like, okay, I can't be going out all the time and like dining in, dining out all the time because you know it adds up, and you know, drinks and you know, cocktails here ain't it ain't yeah, cheap, you know? ain't <laughs> yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ohio, they're like you know, seven or eight dollars, maybe ten, you know, but over here, like fifteen, seventeen, maybe twenty if you go to a nice speakeasy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that was kind of the thing I had to like kind of humble myself on that, but yeah, I mean, you know, I definitely had fun my first few years and. You know, I felt like just and you're still having fun, right? Oh, I'm still th- having fun. Oh, definitely, still having fun. Like, and even now you have the Instagram to help you have fun, right? Yeah, so, yeah, um, for sure. You're the brainchild of this New York City will never die. Correct. Um, but I have friends that help. You know what I mean? So, sure. Yeah. Tell them because I want to know more about the creation of this, and it feels like it wasn't just inspired by the pandemic. You probably saw the grit and the will of New Yorkers during this pandemic. Yeah, yeah. No, that's kind of of course. Yeah, that's definitely what inspired me as well. You know what I mean? Because. Um, you know, for me, it was I saw like how, you know, hard it was uh, for everyone to go through, you know, what we had to go through in New York and, you know, be stuck in your apartment. And really all you could do is, you know, go outside and go for a run. But um, even with me and my roommate, you know, like, see, that's the thing is like, you know, everyone was like, oh, man, you know, talking about like, oh, New York's dead. There's nothing to do there. The city's dead or whatever. But like, if you were living in New York City, you kind of liked it. You know, like, that's the thing. There was a beauty a part of, about, about it. Because I remember last year, like, during the summer, like, I kind of liked the fact that it was, like, a little bit alone. And you could go down Times Square area and just, like, you know, and no one's really around. Or, like, ride a little scooter or whatever sure. and just, like, ride or your bike. Or roll like I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. So, like, there was a little bit of a, a romanticism about it, at least for me. I mean, obviously, it was sad times, you know. I don't want to, like, discount that. But... There was a part of it where you just had to get creative, you know, even me and my uh, roommate, we just got like one of those um, exercise balls and we had like a barbell with tote bags and uh, water gallons and we filled that up to like work out. You know what I mean? I love that you mentioned that because people in the gyms didn't realize they didn't have to use a gym until this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I got I fell in love with my bike more and like just kind of tried to do you know, different things, uh, you know, stay active. You just had to, like, get a schedule going. And as long as you had your schedule, I mean, you know, you was able to, like, stay entertained and, you know, make the best of it. And I think that's what it is really that is true to New York, and it always will be, is that, you know, the people that live in New York, the people that are from New York especially, they're resilient people. You know, they're strong people. They really um, will find a way to make things work. (laughs) You know, that's always going to happen, you know. So, 
I think we're on the up and up, obviously. Uh, we went through the dark times of, uh, you know, this whole pandemic and everything. And uh, this year's going to be a lot different than this summer going to be a lot different than last summer. You know? I feel That's it. That's a trust there. <laughs> I, well, and I got to ask you about this because we're talking about trust right now. Sure. Um, New York City will never die. I personally believe our politicians, I don't even want to go there, right. have done what they can to make it seem kind of dead, like all the businesses were still shut sure, down. Sure, sure, sure. So what role the New York City will never die play in supporting the small business? Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely, that was kind of one of the things that I wanted to do um, in the beginning. But then, because the idea at first, like when I was started to shoot these videos and I'm posting the next two of them, it's like a series that I did at Washington Square Park where I just interviewed people like, hey, why do you think New York City will never die? And then they just talk about, like, I love like, it. what do I you do? It. Yeah, 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 for sure. And um, it was fun. It was totally fun. And our idea originally was um, we, because I just got my camera and like my gimbal and all my equipment. And I was like, you know what? We should go to small businesses and like kind of do that same thing. But then also, you know, do a little highlight reel, maybe promote some of their business and like mm -hmm. just do that on our social media. They can use a video if they want to on theirs. That was the idea, and it's still the idea, but the thing was is the idea that I had was like right when the second wave hit again, and then we got on lockdown again, you yeah. know? So it was like, I was like, man, we can't do it right now because like I know it's just a sensitive time right now. Like, you know, restaurants are not going to be in a good mood right now because they had to close down even again and more, mm -hmm. and it was just a tough thing, and um, that's why we kind of had to put it back. But, yeah, uh, to answer your question, we do plan on, like, trying to promote small businesses more by, like, just doing more videos, you know, because I want to get into that. And I'd love do to that see more. that. By the way, your Instagram account, Twitter, handle and handle, just so we, people know. Yeah, sure. My personal one is uh, Urban Creative, and that's with an E-R-B. A N creative because E R B is my initials. It has nothing to do with weed, okay? okay. <laughs> well, maybe it does. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Weed is legal here now, you know <laughs> what I mean? But uh, that's a different conversation. That's my personal. And then obviously, uh, the New York City account is New York City will never die. And if you look that up, you'll see it. Uh, are you, do you feel like you're an influencer? Do people consider you an influencer? And does that title scare you? or you, I feel like you're the type of guy who doesn't care about labels. No, 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 I don't care about labels. And I mean, personally, I don't think I'm an influencer because I don't, you know what I mean? I haven't had anything that went viral or anything uh, like that. But, you know, if I can influence people's days, then that's great. Or inf influence people's creativity, then, hey, by all means, call me that. You know what I mean? Because, like, really, at the end of the day, I would say through and through I'm a creative. You know what I mean? And, like... I'm always going to try to do some little ideas and try to do some little ventures. I used to have like a clothing line before, you know what I'm saying? And like, sure. I do a lot of other side projects that like, so anything that I start to try to get passionate about, I do stand up comedy on the side, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that I just do on my uh, free time that I try to incorporate just in my life because I like doing it. You know, I'm pretty passionate about all that stuff. As tough as it's been, now they mentioned the comedy club. So I saw a story from you there. Yeah. Do you... <laughs> Do you make do you avoid pandemic jokes or is a part of the mix now? You know or? the interesting thing was is like I just started going back because you know clubs opened like maybe a couple months ago and you know I'm just doing open mics right now. I actually do have a show at Broadway Comedy Club at 10 p.m. on uh, let me see the date. I think it's June 24th. Let me check. Let me check. Sure. Let me check that calendar just so people know if they want to go. Uh, June 25th. Yeah, June 25th is. Uh, my show. I might have to um, show up there. Then. Yeah, you should. Know, you but. should. No, it's fun, dude. I, I, I've done some shows over there a few times and it's good. And they just opened up and 
So it'll be my first show since I've been back. But I've been just been doing open mics. Uh, but like to your question, I tried to do some of the pandemic stuff, and I don't know. Is this like a little stale? Because I think a lot of people already were doing jokes about it, and um, you know, people were kind of over it. Like you might want to do a little bit of an opener about the pandemic, but it's it's kind of like politics now. Like I don't even really do politics or talking about i don't know trump you this know what i mean because it's just a little bit you know played out right now you know whatever ta- way you want to look at it i'm not saying one way or the other yeah i want to get political but i'm just saying like people already overdid it you know and i think the pandemic too even other comedians they don't even really talk about the pandemic that much they kind of just go into their set their bit because it, it, it takes out of that mood right so yeah I there's part of that too. yeah unless you could say it in a very creative funny way you know and i I, I do follow some uh, comedians that know how to do it pretty well, and I'm not—I'm not no great comedian, by the way. I just practice comedy. <laughs> I wouldn't label myself a comedian yet. You know, I'm just trying to make, uh, try to practice at it. Hey, just keep pushing. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so, Eric, you know, you, you joined. What were you doing before this Instagram account? That's what I want to know. Like, yeah, what sure. What were you doing before the Instagram account? Uh, you know, just still, yeah, I have my own personal Instagram account and yeah, just doing comedy. Um, and I still do that, but just got back into it and, you know, just graphic design stuff. Um, you know, I, I do that, you know, for work, but also like full time really, I'm just like doing it all the time. Like I'm always doing like freelance projects and all that. So I'm just always trying to create really, you know what I mean? And I'm really been trying to get into videos more. So I'm trying to do that as well. Kind of actually what I picked up during the pandemic is, is uh, also is uh, I'm trying to get more into writing. So I'm starting to do that more. Me and my uh, roommate actually, are, we kind of got a screenplay kind of. Uh, or sc- no kidding. A sc- not That's a screenplay, cool. but yeah, like a script written out for a short film. And hopefully that can kind of come into into works at some point, maybe next year or something. Or I'll do something with it. You know what I mean? I'll yep. do something with it. But the exercise of writing has uh, been something I've been really liking lately and, and there's uh, so much material in new york is there not oh I mean, there <laughs> is yeah there definitely is plenty of material i mean most of my material especially yeah for uh, uh for jokes is uh new york i was even talking about you know when everyone always asks you like oh you do comedy or whatever yeah. like tell a joke like and i'm like we can't really tell it like right now you know what i mean it's, it's not gonna come be the naturally same. exactly yeah yeah you gotta be on stage you gotta be whatever so like i'm not gonna say the joke but i did joke around about the subject was like how hard it is to like use the bathroom in New York City. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like it's every because like, you don't you don't know what business is gonna have a public restroom for mm-hmm. one. And then for two, it's like you gotta put down a reservation and a hundred dollar like, you know, credit card tab <laughs> before you even get to use the restroom here. So like That's it's a good. lot different than Ohio, you know what I'm saying? So Oh well, and I was gonna say, you know, New York City will never die. I've gotta ask you then did you ever fear that it could? Is that why you wanted to bring up the hopefulness? I mean, did you ever think of I it? I think, no, I mean, I don't know. There's probably some, like, thoughts in my head, like, man, you know, things could, you know, take a pretty bad turn for the worst if, uh, I guess it could have if, if things wouldn't have turned around, you know what I mean? I think that was kind of the more of the thing is, like, it's crazy because, like, people say, and, you know, uh, I'm not trying to get, you know, into the weird topics here, the weird debates, but, like, People are like, man, I can't wait for this vaccine to come. Can't wait for this vaccine. I want my life back. But then, like, it's here. Then people, some people are like, oh, it came too soon. And it's like, well, <laughs> which way do you want it? You know what I'm saying? Because there need to be something that happened rush. Because, like, hey, businesses were, you know, getting hit. And, like, 
if the government's not paying those businesses and they're not like, you know, giving them a monthly stipend or whatever, mm-hmm. right, then how do you expect them to stay afloat? So like that's kind of the thing is like, yeah, in rea- you know, if if it would have lasted like two more years, yeah, I mean, New York would have been in some trouble. I don't think it would have died because, you know, hey, Detroit's never died either. You know, I give credit to Detroit. They've found a way to like research themselves, too. And, you know, a lot of people thought they were just gone, you know, but creatives move back. I think that's kind of one of the things, too, is that like the thing with New York. And if you think about the 80s, like when things were like crime was at all time high and all that jazz or whatever, like creatives moved in. Mm-hmm. And then everyone usually follows the creatives like Andy Warhol, Basquiat, and all yeah. them, right? Yeah. So, but then the rich people follow them in, and then it kind of recycles the city, and that's kind of what happened with New York. So, I think like what might end up happening now, and my curiosity, and actually, I want your take on this, sure. is like commercial real, uh, real estate. estate. Yeah. What is going to happen with that? You know what I mean? Like, what's I'm, your take on that? Because I have an idea, but like, I want to know. I'm what just you terrified. Think. Okay, I'm terrified yeah, that our yeah. buildings around here will not be filled again. Right. I'm terrified that there's no incentive for people to come back. I know yeah. you said Graves just a few minutes ago that Graves can come back, but right. I am terrified that no one has the incentive to come back. Right. High taxes. Yes. Um. There's high taxes. There's a lot of restrictive <laughs> feelings still here, and that yeah, there the is. pandemic kind of blew that wide open, didn't it? So it did. It did. There's a fear. But I feel like accounts like yours can bring people back. That's yeah. just my thought. Well, let's hope, and I appreciate that. Because 420,000 people, we got to make that up, man. Yeah. We got to make that up. Yeah, no, it is. And um, I guess my, my, my curiosity is like, well, how long will they wait? You know, because, yeah, like you said, if companies kind of do come back, they'll probably realize at this point, that the real estate, because real estate is one of their biggest, you know, expenses. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be like, oh, well, why don't we just do a hybrid where instead of us having two floors, we'll just have one floor and we'll rotate the shifts out, which just makes sense. I mean, you can't really force what a company is going to do. You know sure. what I mean? Hey, they already outsource. <laughs> companies got outsourced to China or wherever, right? Yep. Or uh, Mexico. So like that just happens. So unless there's some kind of regulation about that or there's incentives that New York does for businesses like hey actually have your full headquarters here but yeah. well let's see that might take years and years well i know california have people move from there to texas so right that's yeah because the taxes are so much lower there yeah. all right well urban creative e-r-b-a-n creative uh account owner of new york city will never die on instagram eric we'll be right back on alex gare podcasting all right thanks for joining us today here on alex gare podcasting it's a nice hour-long sit down with my guest Urban Creative, you know, Eric, E-R-B-A-N Creative. Eric, you are the host and the account owner of New York City Will Never Die. So how will your account, as we're getting out of this pandemic, help people live again? Responsibly, of course. In the hope, right? And that is the hope with my account. It's the hope with everything. It's the hope with New York City Will Never Die is that, and I think, I at least, I, I would assume that you do feel this too, like, Think about the past, like, month, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they talked about the mask. You can sort of take it off, sort of take it off, I guess. Like, you know, when uh, if you're fully vaccinated, like, haven't you kind of felt when you're walking around the streets, like, this this energy? It's a, it's starting to bubble yeah, up. Yeah, you know what I mean? People taking it's the mask off and everything. So, so, yeah, I feel like it's on the cusp of, like, kind of, like, getting back to what you're saying is, like, let's just live a little bit and live. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I, I know in New York it will happen that way. We're grabbing a beer after this. so Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I hope it does happen, you know, in America in general where we do everyone kind of 
calms down a little bit about the rhetoric and all that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Let's just go back to like being friends and not arguing about sticking points of like policy or me believing in this or that. Because in the end of the day, it's just like most of the time when it really boils down to like, you know, who's on the red side or the blue side. A lot of times, like if you actually really do have a conversation, because listen, I'm from Ohio. Most of my, you know, family is Republican, you know, which is fine. I respect that. You know what I mean? But they know where I stand on stuff. And hey, I mean, I'm not totally on the, you know, uh, the, the crazy yep. side of you it. And, the and they're not right. I mean, and they're not either. They're, they're not on the crazy side. So the thing is, is both parties have a crazy side on both ends. But mm-hmm. the crazy side is has a loudspeaker saying everything for everyone, really, yep. when people are in the middle. And, like, if you have a conversation with someone, they kind of actually want the same thing as you. They just want to go about it a different way. Uh, I feel, you know what I mean? I feel like the extremes have dominated the conversation. Yeah, that's of course. The problem right now. Yeah, because it goes viral. It goes viral, and that's the problem with the social media thing, or just media in general. Is like it's clickbait. It's everything. So like we need to have that stuff calm down. But the hope is, is that like if if New York or not even New York, but just America gets back to normal, a sense of normalcy that will just kind of get lifted off where we're like, man, why were we arguing about all this stuff, <laughs> right. man? Like, let's just get back to, like, hanging out, having barbecues. Why are we throwing bottles at sports players, right? That's Right, about yeah, this exactly, now, so. that type of stuff. Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, just let's just chill and, like, you know, have a good time, you know. Eric, I've got to ask you this because as a New Yorker and—, and You're a true New Yorker, right? Yeah. Okay, well, where are you from? Where are you from? Manhattan, born and raised. Oh, shit, On okay. East 44th Street. Wow, And then wow. I live in Queens now, so okay, okay, there's cool. that. What part of Queens? Jamaica Hills. Oh, And okay. I love rolling down Parsons, Parsons Boulevard. It's, it's just fun. Nice, nice. But, you know, I people derogatorily sometimes say that there are these transplants taking over New York City. For from sure, other. for so, sure. Has anybody ever called you that? Do you feel offended by that term? I mean, I, I I totally sympathize with them on, you know, a lot of their resentment about that. And, you know, there is some things that in New York, but it act, and back to what I'm saying, this, ha- this is happening in every city, all, all cities, that, like, it shouldn't be a point where, like, transplant come in and they completely change the neighborhood. And, mm-hmm. you know, there is neighborhoods like Brooklyn, some parts of Brooklyn, some parts of harlem right now that's happening and you know yeah i guess you could say like i could kind of be fall you know part of the but you know being on that other side of the blame game but the same sense is you get uh, i would say i understand that you know if if a native new yorker did say that to me i I never really had someone like kind of like blatantly kind of be that defensive about it there might have been saying in maybe a joking way but, you know, obviously um, there might have been some truth to it. But like I said, I don't fault them for it. And I understand. But I would say as well is like the people that are transplants are the ones that are like, you know, they're um, they're building the city with you as mm-hmm. well. They're growing the economy with you as well. They're the ones that are helping the city as well. And, you know, the New Yorkers are doing it well. Yeah. We should be doing it together. You know? Exactly. But like I get the thing, though, is like people's uh, identities of people's cities should not, or neighborhoods, I guess, or boroughs should not get stripped away just because a bunch of rich, you yep. know, people from, you know... Uh, Out of town. Yeah, basically. yeah, Pennsylvania yep. or whatever want to move into that particular area. I don't think that's cool, and there should be some way that uh, the people that do move in, they get, you know, some appreciation. They get to learn. They need to learn more about New York and learn about these neighborhoods yep. and the people that live there, so... You mentioned earlier about the folks from Italy that message you and other people that, that yeah, yeah. reach out to you. For sure. Tourism is lacking still, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So what's New York City Will Never Die's role in bringing tourism about? I mean, I feel like you guys can play a role in this, too. 
I'm up for ideas on that one. Yeah, man. Hey, or if anyone, you know, wants to throw some suggestions, feel free to DM us or put some stuff on the comments. Hey, we're open up for that uh, as well. I mean, actually, just for me, you know, my perspective, I, I, you know, I used to be an Airbnb host, you know what I mean? And I might actually bring that out soon. Uh, I, I couldn't do it during the pandemic because it was just like too hard mm -hmm. to do, you know. But, uh, you know, I think uh, let's hope that travel does come. I mean, really, uh, I think it has been picking up, at least domestically. I think more people are going to start mm -hmm. coming here, especially with July 1st, the full reopen. I know. know. I guess who's playing that night? The Yanks and the Mets. Come oh, on. For real? Get oh, man. Shoot, I might have to go to that game, I'm man. probably going to one of those anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, Eric, you know, I, you talk about the Airbnb and all that. Uh-huh. You just reminded me, there were some people in our generation that were still throwing parties in the pandemic. And yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what gives New York the bad rap, when people just go against the grain. Sure. I feel like you didn't go against the grain. I tried no, not to anyway. No, I didn't. Surprise. I mean, hey, I like to have fun. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> Trust me. I, lo I love doing those type of fun things. But, you know, me and my roommate, we've had some people kind of come to me like, hey, there's this secret party that these promoters are, mm -hmm. you know, doing at this hotel or whatever. But like, I don't know, it just it felt uh, disingenuine, you know what I mean? Because I knew a lot of people were going through a lot of tough times and a lot of pain and a lot of loss. Mm -hmm. And I've lost before, you know, I've had hard losses before. So I understand that. So me and me and my roommate, we're kind of just like, man, nah, dude, I'm not going to go to any of that stuff, man. I'll just wait down for too, it. That would be the issue as well. You yeah. Know? And, you know, I'll just I'll wait till it opens back up. It's fine. You know, yeah. go to the park and party. You know what I mean? Like and that Washington was happening. Square park you know? was crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I was mean, there for a couple of yep, those yep, now. Yep, hey, yep. but everything was outside. So it was kind of cool. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I yeah. saw a party right off the block of. But like a party bus, I'm like, what? What is that? Yeah, that's yeah. That's one of the reasons why I shot over there because I just knew the energy. The energy over there is just so cool. You know, everyone's just, it's like a weird utopia kind mm -hmm. of thing vibe going there. But to follow up, I mean, the fact that there were people in our generation doing those foolish things, yeah, it kind of brings that mentality to the national stage for New Yorkers that, oh, look at them, they're flouting the rules and all that. But we're not like that. People yeah. have to know that. You know? Yeah, yeah, they do. You know, I mean, it is. It is what it is. I mean, you know, people are always going to find something to critique. And, you know, hey, it's Miami right now. I mean, at least with us, uh, you know, it's not like our, uh, you know, city as a whole or everyone's like encouraging this stuff. I mean, there's just uh, some some states or some cities that are kind of just uh, having a little bit of a less disregard for the fact that this, uh, you know, virus is can spread <laughs> you know yep, what i'm saying yep. it spreads like that's the thing and, and that's at that the point no one was vaccinated right yeah yeah right you know and i i have some you know some interesting conversations with people that you know i have devil devil's advocate with them and they're like you know i don't know about the lockdowns and you know because one of my friends he, he lives in atlanta like i'll give you an example but he kept on i visited him recently and he was like he's like i can't believe you know new york was so strict on they're locked down, you know, and he's like, down here, we didn't really have to do that. You know, we were sort of locked down for a week and then we didn't have to. And our cases never really shot up. But I'm like, but bro, you got to look <laughs> at Atlanta. It's so spaced out. It's yep. so like it's warmer weather there. People are mostly outside. I was like, New York had to do what they had to do in the beginning. Yeah, there's probably some reasons why, like, yeah, maybe certain things were like, all right, maybe that's overkill on us. Wrong choice of words. But, you know, what I mean? like, uh, uh, you know, too strict on certain things or it took too long for certain things. I get that. But in the beginning, they had to do what they had to do. I mean, you got a population that are stacked on top of each other. Sure. Like a, a hard lockdown had to happen. And, you know, hey, I think 
you know, everyone was just trying to do the best they can, and like in you know America in general. So it's just what it was. You know, it's they, just you can't compare one city mm, to another. Because we're so dense around here. Yeah, too, it's that's just different. Thing. You know, it's everyone's every city's different. They're calling this a Great American Reunion, which I'm excited about. But yeah, the million dollar question for you, <laughs> Mr. New York City will never die. Oh man, how do we make sure it doesn't die? And does government play a role, or does you and I play a role more so than yeah. the leadership? Well, I think with everything, it's a, it's a combination of both. You know what I mean? It's a mix of both. I think, you know, they even said before, you know, that was a problem with the, um, you know, the Ebola virus, and I think, you know, the swine flu and all that, or H1N1, whatever one that kind of came over here, you know, there's kind of a scare, but then, you know, the some parts of the government kind of gutted some of these uh, mm -hmm. departments that kind of keep an eye on these things. And I think we just, they need to be more proactive on their end. There's probably things that uh, we could do personally. Like, I don't know. I mean, this is up for debate. Go but for it. like, you know, maybe we don't have to always handshake, you know, and that's an American thing, you know. And if you look at the Asian countries, that's why their, uh, you know, their rates are, uh, their, uh, Infection rates were a lot lower because they don't, in their culture, they don't typically give mm. hugs. They don't typically do that. They do a nice bow, very respectful, or they do, you know, something like that. So maybe a fist bump is cool. We did that earlier yeah, today. Did. I just yep. did it, you know, with yeah. your friends. So it's like, you know, and I actually kind of noticed, like, most of my friends, that's what we do now, too, are just random people I meet. You know, it's like, hey, a little fist bump. And exactly. it's nothing different it ain't that much different but like honestly it's cooler yeah it's cooler and like when you think about it is like i don't know maybe like during the flu season or the season where it might like pick up where we think it might you know i don't see a problem with if people want to wear masks they want to wear masks let them wear it you know because hey no one really caught the flu this year either mm. did they no you know nope. and the people are like well yeah the flu conspiracy theory it, why did no one get sick from the flu it's like well everyone was wearing a mask bro <laughs> you know what <laughs> like that's what happened i didn't even thought of it that way yeah, actually no so that's, that's kind of what happened is like no one really got sick because it wasn't spreading like it was and i think even you know like i think the mentality in uh america too is like you know if you're at the office right uh if you're sick, you tough it out. You know what I mean? Like, hey, if you feel sick, just stay home. You know what I That's mean? What like, and the manager should be a little bit more lax about that, too. So, yeah, there's personal things that people can do as a society. But then, obviously, government government needs to keep an eye on things, too. You're you know? a people person. I could just tell automatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these comedy clubs must have really brought back your spirit. Sure, sure, it did. It did. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool to, like... You know, go back, and then I'm like, I'm so rusty, man. I was, like, bombing, like, my first couple of weeks. And I still bomb every, you know, I still bomb. But, uh, you know, I'm starting to get a little bit better and get warmed up. And, uh, you know, trying to see if, like, some old jokes work. And then I'm like, ah, that kind of aged bad. So <laughs> I got to, like, you know, rewrite some new things. But it was just cool to, like, actually see uh, – some of the old comics I used to do open mics with or shows with, I'm like, oh, all right, he's still doing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's cool. So, you know, that camaraderie around, like, you know, because comedy, they have their own kind of, like, you know, circle as well and, and scene. So it is nice to, like, see some of my, some familiar faces back. All right, Eric, I got to ask you this. Um, sure. With all the funny stuff going on, I mean, um, hold on, I just lost my train of thought as you were talking. <laughs> funny stuff. Yeah, no, it just, it's just <laughs> good stuff. But do you have a joke? Well, I think about this. Do you have a joke that you want to tell that maybe doesn't flop for me anyway? Uh, oh, sh oh, man. Like I said, it's it's tough to r really say a joke. Uh, man, let me see if 
I mean, I could have threw that joke. I guess I should have did that <laughs> one earlier, but now I already said it, so now it's like already right, the cat's By the way, the, back. Uh, the whole thing about comedy is being censored now. It feels like you can't be funny anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back. Yeah, let me see if I can try to get a joke, but honestly, I don't know if it's gonna fall right because, like I said, it doesn't have the same uh, lasting power if I'm on a stage or whatever. But, um, <laughs> but no, to your point, yeah, it has, and uh, I hope that lets off too because, like, you know, there's a part of it too that, like. The whole cancel culture needs to kind of be more of a uh, let's forgive and let people grow culture instead, you know, and I think that's pretty self-explanatory. But, yeah, man, there's sometimes that like I would do a joke where like and this has happened for years, but like people are like kind of sensitive where I'm like, man, they should have really laughed at that. But instead of a laugh and stuff, everyone like, ha, 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 yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, and I'm like, no, you're not supposed to do it. <laughs> like, yo, it's supposed to be funny. Like I said some like, you know, dig against myself or whatever. Maybe that's the joke for you right there. Yeah. yeah like there <laughs> well, that's funny, right? So <laughs> self-deprecation, you can't go wrong with that. I swear. Yeah. To God. Oh, yeah. Self-deprecation works all the time. You know what I mean? But uh, have you ever been on the po- is this like one of your first podcasts? Have they actually I actually did. I podcast? did a comedy one actually a few years back. Yeah. This one uh, girl I know, Marissa, she. I hope she still does shows. She was doing shows for a while, Marissa Smith. Um, she was a comedian, too. And, yeah, she had her own podcast. So I, I went to a podcast a few times, yeah. And well, I want to so say cool. I might have, because what studios is this? This is uh, uh, this is just a random radio studio. Oh, uh, okay. I, I did this one that was like Gotham Studios. Yeah, I don't know oh, if, nice. if you know it's familiar. It's kind of close by here. I don't know. but uh, I've heard of Gotham before. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I yeah. just know because you're just so well-versed. In the podcast, I'm like, he's got to be doing this more than, <laughs> more than a couple of times. Yeah, I did know? it a few times. This isn't my first rodeo. Yeah, That's cool. <laughs> right. Well, I love talking to people who are just creatives because they say the community can come together yeah. and better New York. And sure. I don't know. I still feel like that message hasn't been put out there as much, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I hope that's kind of what my account does foster more, you know? And obviously, hey, look, at we just met up through that account. Exactly. And we're doing something creative. So um, and even, you know, like the, the shoots that I want to start doing and the ones that I, uh, I did last week that I posted, I'm going to post another one tomorrow and then another one on uh, next Friday. Cool. Like just going to parks and talking to people and like having that networking or whatever, you know. So, um, yeah, I hope people are, you know, encourage each other more to kind of collaborate and everything like that, because I feel like it's, if you get more people around that actually have like a consensus of, uh you know, uh, like-minded individuals, I guess, like, you could actually join powers and probably make some money. You yeah, know what man. I mean? Like, you know, usually that's kind of how it starts. Like, think of, like, any rap, <laughs> you know, group. Like, they started off with, like, maybe a couple people, but then they turned into, like, cash money, where it was one big, giant group of people that just, you know, and they're and really good at their... And it's the business their, aspect of it, because I believe your account is a business account now, so... Yeah, yeah. That's just so much easier. They promote your stuff. They get sure. you out there. I think that's so cool for yeah. Instagram to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But... For you, Eric, um, I don't know. This is just—it's got so much stuff. But in eight years, do you feel like New York City has grown you up? Oh, for sure. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I think it's got me more. You know, it just got me more on my grind. You know what I mean? Like I realized, uh, you know, you can't wait around for anyone. You know, if you want things to happen, you got to make them happen, and you always got to stay busy. You always got to keep learning, and you always got to have like a grit about you that like. Um, and just be be outgoing, you know, like I feel like with the city and like, you know, no, no knock to introverts, you know, what sure. I mean? like, hey, I know a lot of introverts. The phones cool. made it easier to be introverted, by the way. What's that? The phones made it easier to be. Introverted. Oh, yeah, yeah, they <laughs> did. 
But like, I just feel like the city in general, like you, you appreciate the city more if you are an outgoing person and you do try to put yourself out there more mm -hmm. because the city has so much to offer. If you do like kind of spread your wings, you kind of meet people, you, you don't turn down things and all the things like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'll give you an example, a quick one. Like Go when I turned, uh, when I turned 35, like it was like, you know, one of those pivotal age years. I was like, you know what? This year uh, is the year of the yes. You're I the love yes. it. I was like, I'm going to say yes to everything, yo. So, like, anytime someone's like, yo, we got this event over here, this and that, I might have been, like, exhausted from work or whatever. You're going. And I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. And I swear, I swear it was, like, one of the best years of my life. Definitely one of the best years in New York because I just said yes to everything, you know? I mean, I had to say no because of this whole pandemic stuff, but let's hope that I can start saying yes again. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm ready to sure. say yes to Yankee games. And, by the way, no negative COVID tests needed. At the stadium, which is a big step forward. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But Eric, you got a website, and that's kind of part of why I brought you on because you yeah, were finally sure. ready to launch the website. And yeah, yeah, it looks like you got it all together. So tell yep. us about this website. So the website's just you know it's pretty simple right now. Um, you know we just have uh, and it's uh, and the, the account. Uh, yeah, what, yeah, uh, it's www.newyorkcitywillneverdie.com. Uh, uh, so go check that out. Uh, the link is in my bio, the Instagram, so you'll see it very easily. And yeah, I mean, we just uh, started up. I mean, I just wanted, on, honestly, I just wanted to make it as simple as possible. I didn't want to get like too much of a complicated content, but it could turn into that maybe like in the future. But right now, I just want to like put some items up that, uh, you know, that I can sell. And then, you know, I have the hoodie and I have the T-shirt that has the logo. I don't know if you know the history about the logo. Do we got time to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, go for it. Okay. We got a lot of time. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Shit. So, uh I don't know if you realize, so uh, John Lennon did this photo shoot, and this is what inspired the logo. And the, it kind of all came together with this whole New York City will never die. So uh, before I even got the logo even started, I was looking at photos. I'm like, let me look at some fonts or whatever, because like I said, I'm a designer. And um, I saw this uh, photo shoot that John Lennon did, I think, like maybe a few months before he got you know, shot. Um, and it was on his rooftop of where he lived. And right. uh, it's by the famous photographer Bob Gruen. I think he's done like a lot of uh, musicians and a lot of famous people or whatever. So he's a very well-known uh, New York photographer. And uh, they had uh, the, the story behind it is, and don't quote me, I'm just uh, going off of what I read, that uh, they had him up top. He was going to promote this new album. And um, Bob was like, hey, you know, we need to have something New York or whatever, something a little more. Cause he, I think he had some other like outfit on and he was like, all right, let me run to Chinatown real quick. So Bob went and ran to Chinatown and he got this shirt, this like kind of baseball ringer shirt sure. and it had New York city, but it just had like that font that I have there. It just said New York city, but similar. I'll show you the photo. I'll show you I the love photo. That shirt, it's on by my, the I look at here, the, let me see. So cool. uh, let me see if I can hurry up and pull it up, but try to tell the story at the same time. So people don't get uh, bored with it. But, uh, Anyhow, so he got the shirt from uh, Chinatown. He brought it to him, and then he was like, John was like, oh, I love the shirt or whatever. You know, it's just some random, you know, Chinatown, you know, shop, New York, New York shop shirt. And uh, oh, yeah, 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 you see it? You yeah, see it? So it's that. on the Instagram account, guys. It's like one of the first uh, photos I posted. But uh, 
they ripped the sleeves off to make him look more badass. So they ripped the sleeves off, and then he's like, kind of mm-hmm. like, hey, this kick-ass, you know, John Lennon. Because that's kind of one of the things too, like a transit, right? Mm-hmm. Like John Lennon is a transit, but anyone you anyone you talk to would think like John Lennon's a New Yorker. You yes. know what I mean? Like yep. through and through. So like those type of people that bring that energy to the city, they should be here, and like mm-hmm. they should be embraced, and you know what I mean, and you know, just understand that. So, Absolutely. like, I saw that logo, and I'm like, yo, let me try to tweak it. Let me try to do something different. And um, I just did that, and that's how the Will Never Die came apart, uh, came along. And then I'm like, whoa, like, this logo looks really good. I'm like, this would look really good on a shirt and a hoodie. So that's kind of where this came about. And, um, yeah, you're seeing that the Save uh, NYC yeah, Nightlife. So let yeah. me plug that in a little bit, too. Is that is a hashtag that, uh, people can do? Or? Well, it's uh, actually so I, I – started to think about how can I do this like a little bit more to help out, uh, you know, have it more centered around New York, you know, because mm-hmm. I already got the shirts printed at Paris, um, Paris Screen Printing in Queens. Uh, it's just like a local New York shop that does screen printing. So I'm like, let me make it in New York. Let me do everything right. You sure, know, what I mean? sure. buy New York. Like, let me do it right. Buy it. You know, so um, what else I thought I was like, what would be really cool is like, let me try to donate some of the proceeds of uh, any purchase like a shirt or hoodie towards uh, uh, a charity so i started looking at charities that i think i would be like into and obviously i love music i love live performances i love like you know the entertainment industry and all that so i found this one account that's called uh, nyc nightlife united so it is a nonprofit resource and advocacy coalition created by nyc's nightlife community to support uh, uh by B-I-P-O-C, uh, I think that means uh, persons of color sure. and the LGBTQIA. I'm sorry, I'm probably saying that wrong, but cult- basically cultural spaces and workers in New York. So this this is start that started during the pandemic, too. So I was like, you know, let me, you know, try to tie that in. You know, sure. I don't think they even really know. I need to try to send them an email and give them a heads up about it. But it was just out of, off the strength that. I respected what they did. You know what I'm saying? So I was sure. like, let me see how I can tie that in. And hopefully people that when they do buy a shirt or a hoodie, and I plan on doing like hats maybe and like maybe beanies well, or say, something like that. Did you like trademark that. this yet? Did you trademark New York City? Yeah, done? yeah, I did. Yeah, it's trademarked. It's still going through the process or whatever like that. So yeah, because hopefully <laughs> Chinatown doesn't start <laughs> seeing that logo, you know what I mean, and start taking it. I'll have to talk to some of them if they do but uh yeah no i got it's in the process of it It takes a little while to kind of get pulled through but yeah i did and um so yeah i plan on doing like some other items uh you know with the uh the logo and maybe just some other creative stuff because like i said my experience is in kind of like the fashion industry background so i have an idea of like kind of how to make this stuff and um you know, as long as I can tie it and hopefully get the stuff made in New York and tied to a, a charity mm-hmm. that people will feel good about. Like if I make this purchase, oh, that's kind of cool. They're helping out these people as well. You know, it's all like one big thing to promote New well, York. Well, I was going to so, say, and I don't even know about money because I feel like the account is just, it will gain the traction it gets. I hope so. But <laughs> is, there don- is there a way to donate to, to New York City Will Never Die? No, I don't. You know, I think for me, I don't know if, you know, at least right now, I think right now it's just a community, a digital community, I guess, in a sense. I don't know if it will get set up into like a nonprofit. I guess that's an idea. And I'm glad you brought that up. That might, might put that in the back <laughs> of the head, you know what I'm saying? So it might be something I might need to think about if that's something I want to do, explore. But, um, you know, I, I honestly, 
I wouldn't even want to take donations right now. What I would say is, like, anyone that wants to do a direct donation, go to, I mean, it's on the Instagram handle, NYC Nightlife United uh, Instagram handle. Check them out. If you want to do a donation somewhere, do it to there. I mean, there's plenty of other ones, too, that I can't really think or name off top of the head, but there's a, a lot of reputable charities that probably deserve it more than us right now. But oh. if we can build our, you know, community just as creatives with the Instagram and then be able to like do some more creative stuff with merch and stuff like that. Sure. That'd be great. You know, that's kind of the goal for now. All right. The million dollar question I thought was going to be <laughs> another like, million dollar question. Yeah, another all one. Right, all right, yeah. Because you're young and yeah. I'm young. I mean, I I've got a, yeah, yeah, still I young. I've got a girlfriend. She's great. All right. Awesome. But will the dating scene in New York ever die? Is it dead? Is it No, still alive? man. No, nah, man. No. Nah. I don't think it. Honestly, the funny thing was is like. I don't think it even died when, you know, it was like hardcore. I mean, it did. I guess it took a pause for a little while there when you couldn't do. Not for a little. Yeah, not for too long. I mean, I even remember I went on a few dates uh, during the pandemic and obviously it was a lot different because there was just nowhere to go. You couldn't even like we just had to like meet up and like, you know, you couldn't even really like hug them and this and that. You just kind of met. You talked and, you know, you just walked around the park. Right. And that's kind of what you did. And but still, I look back on it. It's like kind of funny. You can just laugh at it and be like, wow, you know, that was interesting. And it's a it's something to kind of cherish and tell your grandkids one day. Like, yeah, we had to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, I mean, if anything, you know, dating's coming back with a vengeance now. I mean, I think it's going to be a hot vac summer. If you know, what I, I, mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, and by the yeah. way, I'm thinking people listening to this will be excited to know that New York City will never die. The dating scene will never die. Yeah. And. We're just gonna keep on humming and, and living strong here. Yeah, so. yeah, I think so. And I, th- I hope, I hope, you know, things do need to change. I think, you know, in the city, and I hope they change for the better. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a politician, so hey, it ain't my job to <laughs> like come right. up with that. I have ideas. People want to talk about it on the account, Instagram account. Let's talk about it and have some dialogue more about that. But. Uh, you know, there is going to be a new mayor uh, soon, yep. and uh, I got to, like, look into the candidates a little bit more. I think a lot of New Yorkers right now are not really, like, paying attention to We're the race. We're just happy to be out again, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I'm yeah, just yeah. happy to be in a restaurant for crying out loud, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I ain't trying to worry about, like, another, you exactly. know, race, but it is important. So I think, like, the week of I'll, you know, do a deep dive and try to really look at each candidate and see – you know, which one, um, you know, seems to want to change and have some new ideas, you know, like not the same ideas, you know, and maybe the same ideas worked before and maybe they will again. But still kind of like for me, I'm like, I don't know, I'm like leaning more towards like, well, how can we get, you know, startup businesses here more? How can we get more tech here? Right. You know, like that's right. kind of what I think the is like, how can we to be here? Exactly. How can we make it more of a smart city? You know, and they, they are starting to slowly do it, you know, like but like when I. Because I've been to Asia a few times. Like, I go to Japan. I go to, like, Tokyo. I go to Seoul or I go to Hong Kong, you know, or Taiwan. Like, I've been to those cities, and they're just so high tech, you know yep. what I mean? And I'm like, man, we need to kind of catch up to some of this stuff. And it, it deals with the transportation. It does deal with some of the, you know, just uh, small stuff, you know, the businesses themselves or the malls or whatever, you know. So. Well, Eric, this has been a very cool hour. Give us your yeah, yeah. one more time so people know, and then we'll shoot them over to there. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, the if you want to follow me on my personal account and look at weird memes and uh, comedy or, like, design stuff or me doing random travel stuff or whatever, uh, you can follow my personal account at Urban Creative, um, and that's E-R-B-A-N Creative. Uh, 
if you need any freelance projects, uh, shoot me a shout out. I'm always free. I'm uh, not free. I'm free to uh, free to schedule free schedule, but I'm not free. You know what <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, like, let me rephrase that. But sure. uh, yeah, I'm always open for work and uh, able to cre- collaborate with other creatives on projects. And then yeah, the the main account is uh, New York City will never die. Um, just the way it's spelled out on Instagram and on Facebook and on the website as well. So, yeah, find us there and uh, give us a follow and a like and a comment. Well, this has been a very cool hour. Yeah, I can't believe the hour has gone by. Yeah, it went by, life. man. It went by quick. Well, let's do it went again. by like a New York minute. Hey. Yeah. Oh, there's my joke, dude. Hey. Hey. Oh. All right, Eric. All Ur- right. Urbron, Urbron, it was so nice to meet you and so okay. nice to have you on. Let's do this again. Yeah, for sure. Soon as things really pick up here. So. Yeah, definitely, man. Take, yep. I'm Alex Garrett, where we're always adapting, and uh, we'll be next. We'll be here next time. Take care.